So you want to have a career change, am I right? Well, stay tuned. In this episode, I will tell you exactly the steps you need to take to make a successful career change. And it starts right now. Keeping yourself motivated takes work. If you don't work out your body, you get fat. If you don't work on your motivation, you become unmotivated. Welcome to the Motivational Voice Podcast, your source for inspiration and motivation to achieve your goals, empowering you one word at a time. Umar Jang is an author and a blogger, and he will get you motivated to do whatever you need to do. This is Motivational Voice Podcast, and this is Umar Jang. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another session of the Motivational Voice Podcast. This is session number six. Thank you for spending part of your day with me, wherever you are. I appreciate you doing that. Today's topic is about making a career change finding the right career fit and making the transition to another job in another field. But a lot of the information I share in this two-part episode is applicable to you if you are just looking to change jobs rather than make a complete career change. I have to admit, the idea for this episode came from clients looking for advice about making a career change. I saw firsthand how a little bit of advice can really go a long way. So I decided to do a session about it and share the wealth. If you are considering a career change, you probably found out that there is a lot of information about this topic and it can be overwhelming to know what advice is the right advice. So I'm going to keep this as simple and straightforward as possible and only provide you with the information you need rather than cover every single possible scenario. At first, I thought about doing one big information-packed episode, but I personally find that when I listen to other podcasts that are filled with too much information, it becomes somewhat counterproductive because I have to stop listening to the podcast and make notes every time I hear something that resonates with me. And of course, that takes away from the experience of just listening to the podcast and absorbing the information. So I decided to do a two-part episode for this particular topic. Oh, and by the way, whatever you do, make sure you stick around for the bonus download that I put together for part one of this episode to help you make the most out of the information in this podcast. I also set up a free gift to take this to the next level for those of you who could really use some career advice. So today we are talking about how to make a career change and make a successful transition to the other side. The other side meaning the other career path that you've chosen. If you are considering leaving your job for another job or a completely different career path altogether, you may be going crazy to figure out where to start, what to do, or maybe even asking yourself if you are making the right decision. This is a topic that hits very close to home because I lived it. I actually made a career switch not once, but twice. When I started my career, I was not at the level I wanted to be, nor was I in the industry I wanted to be in. I started out in sales and quickly realized that a career in sales was not for me. I don't have anything against sales. I actually admire and and really envy those who have the capability to actually sell stuff. 
sales just didn't jive with my personality very well. So I switched to human resources before making a final career change into information technology. Now, both of those transitions were very, very helpful in helping me learn some key skills that I believe uh, helped me be a successful professional today. So needless to say that it was quite a journey to get to where I am today, working as a senior enterprise business analyst. I know, that's a mouthful. So if you have any doubts about whether or not you can change careers, I am here to tell you right now that it is completely doable because I did it twice. Your world is not going to end if you move to a different career path. Change is hard. And if you were like me, you must be very nervous just thinking about leaving your job, let alone switch careers completely. And you have to be nervous. If you weren't nervous, I would be worried for you because this is an important decision and that's completely normal. There's nothing magical about switching careers. People do it all the time. You just need to know what steps to take to do it correctly. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not easy. It required that I go back to school, in my case, get some additional skills, but most importantly, learn to be patient and follow my long-term career goals, which we will talk about in a second. Now, before we go any further, I wanted to mention that I prepared a little free download to go along with this podcast episode. Actually, I created a download for part one and another download for part two. The download is a worksheet that walks you through some of the important steps you need to take for making a career change. It should help get you started on your way to your new career path. To download the worksheet, go to umarjang.com forward slash download six. Again, that's umarjang.com forward slash download six, as in the number six. Download six is all one word. One of the first things you absolutely must do when changing careers is to set both your short-term and your long-term goals. This is important. Short-term career goals allow you to focus on identifying the actual job title that you would like to have in your brand new career path. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that when you decide to change careers, you need to pick a specific job title that you would like to have in your new career path so you have a very specific target you can hit. For example, if I am a registered nurse and I decide that I want to switch over to human resources, I need to be very specific and say that I want to be a human resource generalist. That's just a a title that I picked at random. This will give me a very specific target that I can try to reach within my short-term goal of 6 to 12 months assuming that you don't have to go back to school for a degree. And we will talk about qualifications in a second as well. You also need to set long-term goals. Your long-term goals are generally more challenging goals that allow you to push yourself so you can excel in your new career path. For example, a long-term goal could be to become a human resource director if starting from an entry-level or a professional-level position in your old career path. And that takes generally two to five years to achieve since you are starting over in this new career path. So the long-term goals allow you to challenge yourself so you can actually look forward to achieving something bigger, something that, that will keep you motivated and interested in this new career path. 
because things will not start out easy they will start out difficult that's why that's where the short-term goals come in play but the long-term goals will actually kind of give you a a start to shoot for so to speak once you've set your career goals you really need to be honest and turn turn to yourself before you change careers you should have a very solid idea as to why you want to change your career. Is there something about your current job, for example, that's making you lose interest to the point that you don't want to do the job anymore and you actually are considering changing careers? Is it possible that you lost interest because of the job itself? If that's the case, you don't necessarily have to change careers at all. You could simply change jobs or departments if your company is large enough for you to do so. Perhaps you love your job, but can't make ends meet because your pay is low for the career path that you've, you've chosen, and your current career path has a very low benchmark compared to other career paths. It, it's very well possible, because I've seen this happen, that you saw the writing on the wall and foresee that a major reorg is about to happen, and you don't want to be around for that. You want to abandon ship before it hits. And this major reorganization could be a layoff, a merger, a buyout, or even outsourcing of some of the jobs that could include your job. And you sense that something like that is about to happen and you don't want to be around for it. As you can see, there are a lot of things that you have to consider and think about before making the choice to actually change careers. Doing a self-assessment allows you to determine how quickly or not you need to act on making that job change. But you have to be very careful. You don't want to rush out of a job unless you have no choice in the matter. And by that I mean your job is completely being eliminated or you are being fired altogether for whatever reason. You want to be careful when quitting your job because it goes without saying that if you quit your job rather than the company eliminating your job, or you being fired, you likely won't be able to collect any unemployment benefits. It's no big deal if the economy is good, but it's a whole new ball game if the economy is in bad shape or if you live in a country that has very high unemployment rates. The reason you have to think about this is that if the economy is bad, you have no control over how long it's going to take you to actually find a job. So, Again, unless you are going to start your own business and need your full attention devoted to it, don't quit your job just because you want to. Obviously, use your own judgment as to when deciding to quit a job because ultimately, ultimately, if you are in a hostile work environment, you may have no choice but to quit your job. And that's completely understandable. However, you want to make sure that you put some thought into it. And if you are married or are in a relationship, make sure you let your spouse or partner know that you're about to make that decision. It's a big decision and it shouldn't be taken lightly. In fact, you'd be surprised how many couples get into fights because someone in the relationship decided to make a big decision like quitting, not, not just quitting the job, but actually switching careers without consulting their spouse. So make sure you talk to someone if you are in a relationship. Another important factor of changing careers is making sure you set money aside to cover any unforeseen expenses. There's a good chance that you may have to take a job that pays a little less in that new career path. Fortunately, some companies will also look 
at your salary history and take that into account. So this may not be an issue for you, but depending on how badly you want to change your career path, you may have to settle for a little less money. So save up. Now let's talk about qualifications. Before you start sending out resumes or CVs, uh, which stands for curriculum vitae, uh, this is what people in other parts of the world outside of the United States call it uh, a CV or a CV, uh, whichever, whichever way you prefer. Before you start sending out resumes, you must first assess your qualifications. One effective way to do this is to go on LinkedIn and do a job search for the job you want in your desired career. LinkedIn is not the only website, obviously. There are so many other sites out there like ZipRecruiter, CareerBuilder, Monster.com, to just name a few. In part two of this podcast, which will be in episode seven, we will talk about places you can go to to find, to find your dream job. When you do a search for your desired job, take a close look at the qualifications needed for the job. Pay close attention to the position requirements. Does the job require a degree? So these are some of the questions you can ask. A bachelor's degree, a master's degree. If it is a master's degree, you may not be in the right situation in your life to go for a master's degree. So you have to take those things into consideration. If you are someone who has a family to take care of, children to look after, or even an older parent to take care of, you may not be able to go for a master's degree because that's generally a more rigorous program that requires a lot more attention than if you have to to get a bachelor's degree, for example. Although I have to say that in life, there's never a right time. And I mentioned this in past podcast episodes that the only time is whenever you decide to just go ahead and do it. You know, sometimes that's the only way to get things done. There's always going to be something that gets in the way. In fact, when I went back to school for my degree, I was working three jobs and I had two young children at the time. It was difficult in retrospect, but I am so glad I did that because things even got more complicated and life happens. And if I didn't do it the time when I did it, and a lot of people would say, if, you have, if you're working two, three jobs and you have two children, that's not the right time to go back to school. But for me, I, I just had to do it and I'm glad I did. So keep that in mind. There will always be something that gets in the way and you can't let those get in, in the way of your goals and your success. Of course, use your judgment when you're deciding to, to make those decisions. Another consideration for qualifications is how many years of experience are needed for the job. Use all this information as the basis for the skills and qualifications you need to acquire for the new career path. Most jobs nowadays require a bachelor's degree in addition to a set number of years of experience in that particular field. If you need to get a degree before you are able to apply for a certain job, you will need to adjust your short-term and long-term goals to focus on getting that education as quickly and as effectively as you can. If you are willing to take an entry-level job, you can generally get away with just getting the degree with no experience, but your pay will likely be very low compared to more seasoned employees in that field. So that's something you have to keep in mind. But it's a good alternative for those of you who do not want to go back to school. You just want to change careers and you're willing to take a pay cut for a couple of years before you get back up to your normal levels. 
if you do need to go back to school for a degree, the university you plan to attend will generally have information showing all the degree programs they offer in a detailed catalog of the courses that you need to take to be ready for your chosen career path. The final assessment I would recommend you do, unlike job qualifications, a skills assessment is an exercise that helps bring your skills to light and get a good sense of everything you have to offer in terms of skill set. You are going to need to have a baseline for your skills if you are to make a successful transition from your current career to a new career. This will come in handy when you're trying to figure out if you have a skills gap or not. We will talk about the skills gap in a moment. Now, there are a few different ways you can assess your skills. One low-tech way is to brainstorm based on your past and current work experiences. You can literally grab a piece of paper and just write down all the skills you know you have or skills that you've used at previous jobs or at your current job. This is an easy way to list your skills because you are probably most familiar with the skills you are currently using. Another option for assessing your skills is to ask for feedback from people that you've worked with. This is generally referred to as a 360 feedback. A 360 degree feedback or 360 feedback is a, a process where you can collect feedback from people in your work circle. You could ask your coworkers, people that you manage, uh, if you are a manager, your own managers, and in some cases, you could even ask your customers to give you candid and honest feedback about the work that you do or work that you've done with them or for them. Generally, uh, the feedback is collected anonymously so that those leaving the feedback can be as candid as possible. Now, a word of caution. You may find that people can be very brutally honest about what they think of your work and even you. Although, even though the goal of a 360 feedback is for people in your circle to leave constructive feedback, sometimes, sometimes people will jump at the opportunity to tell you what they really think about you. But if you have been carrying yourself as a professional, you shouldn't really have anything to worry about. But in my opinion, this is not necessarily a bad thing, even if someone leaves you negative feedback or says something not so nice about you. But think about it for a second. Wouldn't you rather find out what people really think about you now rather than after you apply for a new career path? At least if you get the negative feedback now before you go for the new career, you can do something about it rather than lose the opportunity because you have some unpleasant uh, character traits that you didn't know you had. And actually, this is a good segue to talk about soft skills. When you're assessing your skills, don't forget about your soft skills. Soft skills matter to employers as much as hard skills. Soft skills refer to your ability to be a good team player, to have problem-solving skills, good leadership skills, adaptability, your ability to receive feedback, negative feedback and criticism, being efficient and systematic in your work, having candor, managing stressful situations well, and the list goes on and on. There are many more of these that I could talk about, but these are some of the most important ones that generally come up. Some employers spend a lot of money to make sure that their employees know where their strengths are and what type of personality they have 
just so they can put together more effective teams. Employers have now figured out that productivity depends on the individual, but it also depends on how people work well together as a team. One of the most popular personality and soft skills tests is the strength finder assessment. This is a test that tells you what your biggest strengths are. For me, for instance, my top five strengths are ideation, strategic, achiever, positivity, and focus. Each of these skills says a lot about the type of employee I can be. It also makes me very aware of some of the strengths that I have and the things that I can do very, very well as opposed to things that I can do okay or or not do so well. And you can actually take this test on your own uh, for anywhere from $50 to $80, depending on where you look and whether you want to get all of your strengths. And I think there's 34 or so strengths total. Uh, But generally, people focus on the top five strengths as the most important ones. There are other personality tests that you can take, but I think the strength finder assessment is generally the, the most popular one that most employers would, uh, would pay more attention to. Now, I'm not necessarily recommending the strength finder. It's just in my own opinion, of all the personality tests that I have taken, the strength finder, I believe, is the most accurate for me. I'm not getting paid to say this, by the way, but I'm just sharing information based on my own knowledge and what worked for me. If the information is useful, if I think that it's going to help you, I will always make sure to share that information with you. And then I'll be honest about it. The final career change activity that I would recommend you do before going straight into a career change is the skills gap analysis. After going through the assessment exercises that I talked about, you should have a pretty good idea, a pretty good list of your skills and qualifications. Use that list and compare it to the qualifications required for the job that you are looking for in your new career path. The goal of the gap analysis is to figure out what are some of the skills that are required for the job that you're looking for that you don't quite have yet. Some of the most common questions that result from the gap analysis could be education, for example, asking if you need a bachelor's degree or a master's degree, for example, in the new field of study? That would be a question. And don't worry too much about asking all these questions and the process for how to do it. Like I said before, I created a worksheet uh, that you can download to help you walk through the process and do this exercise. You can download it and the link is umarjang.com forward slash download six, the number six. Now continue through this exercise until you have a very good idea of what your skills gap is. The list of the skills that came up as part of your skills gap analysis should go into your personal career development goal. So those are the skills that you know now that you need to acquire before moving forward into a new career path. So these steps are some of the pre-work that you need to do before going into a new career path. And take them seriously. Don't don't jump into a new career path without doing some type of analysis of of your skills and some of the things that I talk about in in this episode. And now it's time for the quote of the day. Today's quote is actually from an athlete, a very popular athlete. Um, You may know him, uh, Michael Jordan. Um, And here's what what the quote says. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career 
I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. End quote. Now here's my take on this quote. And let me know if you agree or disagree as to my interpretation of the quote. You can do that by leaving a comment at uh, omarjang.com forward slash section six, which is uh, this the, the, the post for this session of the podcast. Failure is part of success. I, I really believe so. As much as we try to always succeed, we will occasionally fail. That's just a given. It doesn't have to be a negative thing, however, because it makes you hone your craft. It makes you work harder, get better over time, and inevitably excel at what you do. And I think that's what Michael Jordan was trying to say here. If you've only known success, you miss some of the important lessons that failure teaches, which is to do things better each time you fail and not to take success for granted. Failure is not the end of you. Failure is not the death of you. I personally see failure as practice on the way to perfection and success. Any person who who doesn't want to talk about their failures or who doesn't want to admit that they've failed many, many times before getting to where they are today is not being genuine and they're, they're missing the point. There is a lot to be learned from someone who failed and failed and failed but found the power and the strength to go on and succeed. A lot of us give up when we hit a wall, when things are hard, when things are tough, when someone tells us that we can't do it. But those who succeed are those who push through it, ignore the hardship, ignore the naysayers, and just do it and achieve success. That is my interpretation of the quote of the day. All right, so that wraps up our session for today. Don't forget to download episode seven where we will cover part two of this podcast coming up uh, next week. If you are listening to this podcast in the future, the episode should already be available, so uh, high from the past. In part two, we will talk about how you actually get the skills you need, how to search for the job, how to get the job, how to get your foot into the door, what are some of the things you need to consider in terms of after you get the job and a lot more so don't miss episode 7 i recommend that you subscribe to the podcast so that you will immediately get a notification when a new episode is posted finally as a thank you for listening to the podcast i am offering a free 30 minute coaching call where i will personally call you and help you with your career goals or just listen and answer any questions you may have in regards to to life goals or career goals and help you take the next steps that you need to take to make the big move into your next job or into your next career. Whether you are considering changing your career or you just need some some life skills or some advice, whether it has to do with your relationships, your job, your personal life, your work-life balance, I will be at your disposal for 30 complete minutes. We can set up a phone call or a Skype call, whatever works best for you. I set up a special page on my website just for the listeners of the Motivational Voice podcast to sign up. To sign up, go to www.umarjang.com forward slash life coach. Again, that's www.umarjang.com forward slash life coach. 
that's it for this episode if you enjoyed the show please go on itunes and rate it it will help other people find the show and get help from the information that i share on the podcast thank you very much for listening and please stay safe and motivated goodbye thank you for listening to the motivational voice podcast if you enjoyed the show please subscribe and rate it on itunes get show notes and the latest blog post at omarjang.com 